Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real-life issues. Happy September, everyone. I'm Alyssa Leonard, and I get to host the podcast today. My guests are Jared Leonard, my Woo. husband, and our youth ministries pastor. Hello. Uh, Andrew Bush, my brother-in-law and the high school director. Hey, bud. And Caleb <laughs> Fisher. We're not related, but he's a great guy, and he's our kids ministry director. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. So September is the month that we kick off our main programs for Sailorville Kids and students, and we wanted to take the opportunity to talk about why we do what we do with Sailorville students and kids. So here we are with all of the people running those ministries. Let's just start with a nice softball question. What is your goal for Sailorville students and Sailorville kids? How about we start with Caleb? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A kickoff is right around the corner here. Um, so we're right in the midst of planning and getting ready for everything. And So you better uh, figure out what your goal is. <laughs> I know. No kidding. Uh, our goal is is honestly, it's to see more kids more like Jesus. That That's what we say. That's our mission. That's our vision. We want to see more kids more like Jesus. Um, and we do that by um, by partnering with parents and by creating an environment where kids can come. It's a safe and secure environment where kids can come and they can learn about gospel of the gospel. They can learn about God through Christ-centered, gospel-centered education. Um, and really, we're just creating a fun environment where they want to come. They want to invite their friends. They want to be there every single Sunday morning, um, and they want to uh, just learn. Um, and that's what we want to do. So, yeah, genius. I know. Genius. Angie, you want to take the that for the students? Sure. It's going to be a little anticlimactic after that because <laughs> our goal is to partner with parents to see more students more like Jesus. Um, it's the same uh, goals and visions across the board, and that's intentional. Yeah. Um, the reason for that being is we're not something that is separate from the church. We're not apart from the church, but we are a part of the church. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, and so we, we have the same goals as our church as a whole. We're trying to work in tandem with our church and therefore with the parents who make up our church. And uh, so we're partnering with parents to see more students become more like Jesus, Lord willing. Mm. Yeah, and the reason we do that is we see biblically as that, that parents are the main disciplers of students. We see that all throughout Scripture, but You just maybe. skipped my question. The next question was, what does it look like to partner with parents? Hey, there you go. So here's, oh, wow, <laughs> we're on it. I'm saying why. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I was on a roll, Alyssa. Okay. So Deuteronomy, <laughs> Deuteronomy 6, which Pastor Pat always shares during... Uh, Baby Dedication Sunday is a is a really good passage that we can apply to our lives. And in that passage, we see parents as the main disciplers. So we're not here to replace parents. We're not here to disciple your students or children for you, but we do see you as the main disciplers. So it's it's never our goal is never to replace you as parents, but to come alongside you. And that's why we use the the word partnering with you. Um, and so in that in that passage, we see that God affirms that the parents are the primary, not only caretakers, but also teachers and disciplers. And so that's why we do that. And then our goal of, of more students, more like Jesus, more kids, more like Jesus is the same as our church as a whole. More people, more like Jesus. And we do see that um, all throughout scripture as well. We want to see more people. So we want to have a fun environment so more kids come, more students come. We want to make it inviting, um, but we don't just want 
to have the biggest youth group around or the biggest kids ministry around because we would not be accomplishing our ultimate goal, which is more like Jesus. So, um, yeah, we can have a, a ton of kids and a ton of students show up because we are the most fun youth group or whatever, but that's not our ultimate goal. We, we want more people to come, more students to come so that they can become more like Jesus. Um, and so that's, that's our ultimate goal. So I guess I can still ask the question, what are some ways that you partner with parents? Correct. And that is where, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a couple of way, ways we partner with parents. Um, one, just keeping them in the loop of what we're doing. Um, I have something I send out to my K through fifth parents every Monday, uh, which is, I call the Sunday recap. And it's basically just filling them in on what we talked about, what our memory verse was, um, kind of our theme. Uh, I'll even put some resources in there every once in a while, um, a video they can watch with their kids. Um, and then letting them know, hey, what's upcoming? What are the upcoming things? What's the verse for next week? Uh, we want them to be memorizing those verses and coming ready to share those verses. So anything we can do to stay in contact with the parents, to uh, connect with them, to let them know what's happening uh, is a great way to partner with them so they feel like they're in the loop, they know what's happening, and it's not just a one-sided, we're teaching them something and they're teaching them something. We want to come together and both be teaching them at the same time. It's We want to teach them, but it's also, like Jared mentioned earlier, it is the parent's responsibility um, to be to lead, in, to lead them and teach them. And so we want to help the parents do that, whether that's keeping them in the loop or uh, resources that we have available at the check-in desk or th- that we send through the email or, or whatnot. So we want to come alongside. We're not just doing this as a you guys are your own independent unit and we're our own independent unit. We want to be doing this uh, together. Yeah, I think it looks a little different <clears throat> with with everybody um, in terms, I mean, there are some things that are across the board. The email is a great example. We want to be transparent about what we're teaching, what we're going through, all of those things. But um, we, we want uh, our parents to feel like we are very accessible uh, we want you to know not only Jared and I as the leaders of the student ministry and Caleb for the kids, but um, maybe a youth leader that's uh, working specifically with your student that probably knows them even better than we do because we have a lot of kids uh, involved in all of this. Um, and so, and we also want you to understand, as Jared, you already mentioned this, that this is not like... Uh, bring your kid to church and we'll like fix them up for you and then give them back. And if they aren't fixed right, then you get your money back or something like (laughs) money back guarantee. (laughs) You can have your money back if it doesn't pan out, but, (laughs) but we're trying to work with you here. So, um, that's encouraging because we, you know that you've got people that are on your side. You can talk to us and you know, we're not trying to work against you or that we're fighting in, in different directions. We want to be unified in our approach as much as we possibly can. And we want uh, to be working with you. You've, you've got a, a friend in us. You've got a teammate in us. You've got somebody that's going to say the same thing that you've been saying to your kid, but maybe in a different way. And so when you've told your kid the same thing a million times, and then their youth leader says the exact same thing, your kid's like, oh yeah, maybe I should try that out. And you're wondering, why were you listening to me the first hundred times I said that? <laughs> but uh, it's just because it's somebody else, a different adult, a different person that maybe there's not all the same tensions at home or whatever. And they're saying the same thing in a different way. And uh, 
And so it helps us come alongside you in that way. On the flip side, it's it also it puts some of the responsibility on you as parents um, that this is not like our job to make your kid godly and you just, you know, whatever happens at home happens at home. There's We're working together on this. Uh, you had a great thing that you were saying earlier, Jared, about taking kids to school oh, to learn, sure. yeah. uh, you know, or you take them to basketball practice to learn basketball. Uh, it's not like, hey, you just bring them to youth group and we'll teach them everything there is to know about God. Right. Um, we do want to do that. Uh, we want to share the Bible, the gospel, uh, God's word with them, help them to learn it in any way we can. But um, that's something that they should be getting all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's so so much ingrained in our American culture, especially, I think, that, uh, you know, you take your student to, to school and they learn math and history and English and, and all those basic things. You take them to, to basketball practice, volleyball practice, um, whatever, and they learn that sport and you take them to youth group to learn God and then they'll be good. And that's just not exactly what we see in scripture. And um, it and even historically and, and many studies have shown that um unless students are seeing you live it out at home, the parent, um, me as the parent, unless I am modeling that for my kids. Now, again, A plus B does not always equal C. Just because you're a great parent and a godly parent and all these things doesn't equal, well, they're definitely going to be great little Christians when they grow up either. So that, that's yeah, why... Not a, not a cake box no, mix. It's, it's not an exact, an exact formula. So uh, that's, that's, that is where it's hard. But... Um, when when it is not being modeled at home, that's really difficult. Now God can do what he he wants to do and and change a student's life, regardless of of the parents. But we do see that that the the students who are involved or the parents who are involved, the parents who are are seeking to disciple their their students and their kids, those are the students that are actually desiring to dig deeper into God's word. They're growing in their relationship with God, and they're investing where it matters, um, and they see that modeled at home. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you said it's not A plus B equals C every time. It's the more biblical example would maybe be like a a gardening metaphor, right? You know, you talked about people growing in their faith and that's a a metaphor that's used in the Bible. You know, Paul planted, Apollos watered, God provides the growth. So God's the one that's going to do the growing. Right. We can't control that, but we can prepare the soil. We can water it. We can do everything that's within our power to, to put kids in an environment where that works. And if they're only getting that once a week in youth group or Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, then that's, it's not enough. They need to be getting it all the time. Yeah. 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 That's good. And speaking of that youth environment, we have about 30 youth leaders. Is that the right number around roughly 30 youth leaders in middle school and high school that come every Wednesday night, um, what can you kind of explain to parents? What is the role of a youth leader? What do they do? Why do we have youth leaders? And we can maybe talk, Caleb, talk about the the volunteers and teachers and things on Sunday morning as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, youth leaders, the, the reason we have youth leaders is we have probably 200 or more students that would call Sailorville 
students, their youth group that they come to. Um, and so it's just not possible for Andrew and I and our wives or, or whatever to connect with each one of those students intentionally. And therefore, we we seek out godly youth leaders who are volunteer. They're, they're here on a volunteer basis, and they want to be with your stinky middle school student um, <laughs> to invest in them. Uh, they do. They desire to do that. They, they are taking extra time out of their week. Um, and joyfully so. And uh, we want them, what was your, your line? We want them to be known. To, to know and be known yeah. by another adult yeah. besides their parents. Yeah. Yeah. So we want, we want those, adult. Yeah, those students as they show up on a Wednesday night or even on a Sunday morning, they, we want them to, to know um, another godly adult and to be known by that godly adult and that, that's investing in them. Um, and that's just not possible with as many students as we have coming and uh, for, for us to do that. While we do have a few students in our own small groups or whatever, um, we're, we're really excited about this year and what the, the youth leaders God has brought. Um, and that's really their role is to, again, say the same things that you're saying, Lord willing, gospel-centered and, and straight from the Bible, but maybe in a different way, in a different voice. Yeah, we couldn't do youth group without our youth leaders. Yeah. Not just because we need them for crowd control, although that is true. <laughs> um, but because w- we want students to be loved and to be cared for by people. And uh, we we can't do that with as many kids as we have. But it's really encouraging to see the way that God pairs different leaders with different students. Mm -hmm. And every year there's leaders that come up to me and they're like, man, is it possible for me to have this kid in my, in my small group again? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that you want them in your group because I do not want that kid in my group. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I love every student (laughs) equally. Well, Um, you just don't connect with everyone. You don't connect with with everybody. um, And there's different personalities and God has created us all beautifully and differently. And God has given us this vast array of diverse leaders who are linking up with different types of kids yeah. who are coming in, and I think that there's something for everyone in yeah. our in our youth ministry. Mm. That's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ, really. Yeah, at work. Yeah, Caleb, that is really cool. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, similar to what Jared mentioned. I mean, I I can't connect with every single kid on a Sunday morning. Um, we have over 200 kids that attend each Sunday morning, and I have over 200 total volunteers. So it's it's impossible for one person to be able to connect with all those people. Not 200 volunteers on a single Sunday not morning. on a Sunday. You morning. don't have one they to rotate. one. No, that would be <laughs> student to teacher ratio. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um, no, I have 200 in total. 200, a little over 200 total volunteers. So we probably have well, about maybe a hundred or something on maybe a little less than that on a, on a Sunday morning. But anyway, it's a lot of people. So it's hard to connect with all of those and connect with 200 kids on a Sunday morning. So we have um, coordinators that we have in place. We have uh, teachers that we have in place um, who help me connect with those kids. Um, and we have a coordinator for each service um, upstairs. Um, in some services, we have two coordinators. Um, and they just are extensions of me, eyes and ears, and are able to love on the kids. And the teachers are able to love the kids. They know those kids. So if I can't always be there, if I'm on the first floor handling something and I can't always be on the second floor, we have people in place who can uh, love on those kids and know those kids. And so no kid should be coming in uh, and not knowing someone. Like we, 
Unless they're brand new. Unless they're brand new, <laughs> and which in, in which case, hopefully, I'm connecting with them and, yeah. and talking to a new family. But um, anyway, yeah, we need extra people beyond ourselves, people with uh, different skills, like Jared mentioned earlier. Um, there's a, a variety of different skills, even in our teachers and people who have different skill sets in teaching and uh, and loving on people that that maybe I don't even have all those skill sets. So it's great to have those people there to help uh, and just to be able to support and have all the the grounds covered if you will so yeah Yeah, that's really great and i think as you guys are talking about this it's not unsimilar to what happens with adults in community groups shout out to jason and meredith and what they do with community groups they're doing the same thing they're trying to make our big church a little (laughs) bit smaller sure that everybody i just they came to mind um so sorry to everyone else that i just left out of that lisa um (laughs) but anyways it's not unsimilar to that it's (laughs) It's very much this similar idea um, yeah. of, of what our church is doing as a whole. Yeah. So what are you guys most excited about for this next school year? Other than the Zorb balls that we have for uh, our fall kickoff. Oh, <laughs> bubble soccer. It's going to be epic. <laughs> um, I'm excited about our theme for this year. I think we told parents already and youth leaders, so it's already kind of out there. Um, each school year we have a theme. Um, for our student ministry, and this year's firm foundation, and uh, we're just taking that from First Corinthians three verse eleven, where it talks about Christ being our solid, firm foundation, and uh, we want our students to have that firm foundation. You know, some some of the students are there; they they know Christ, and uh, and they they we want them to grow deeper in in their relationship with God, and. Um, and some, some students that are coming, we know they don't even know Christ and they, they haven't accepted Christ as their personal savior yet. And so that's what it means for them. So, um, that's what I love about that theme is that it, it's, it's broad in that it can apply to all the students who show up on any given, uh, week. And, and yet it's specific to each student because they have a, a next step that they can take spiritually and in their walk with Christ. So that's one thing I guess that I'm excited about, mm. about you, Andy. I think for me, it would it would just be our students. Um, we've been blessed, I think. Uh, we, Jared and I will occasionally go to uh, different gatherings of other youth pastors in the area, or maybe we'll hear something from Abe or uh, Brad or somebody who's done youth ministry even at Sailorville Church in the mm-hmm. past. And it seems like we are uniquely blessed by the group of students that we have within our youth ministry. Everybody's got horror stories of people that, you know, are crazy at youth group or really hard to deal with or whatever. And, I mean, you have crazy kids and people that are harder to deal with than others, but I don't have just a slew of horror stories to tell people. (laughs) I really don't. I have a lot of more stories of students who actually seriously love Jesus Mm -hmm. more than anything else in the world. And they are on fire for him and they're challenging me in the ways that they are, you know, invested in the church and reading their Bibles and spending time in prayer. And they have a relationship with Jesus that's really intimate and personal. And uh, so I just get excited about hanging out with some of those students again. We Over the summer, we're seeing some of them, but not others. We've got all these trips, and the month of August, there's hardly anything going on. And so it's 
I'm just excited to be back and to rub shoulders with, with these people and especially our students who are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We've got some really great kids and uh, that's what I'm most excited about. Praise God. Yeah, I I think it's hard to narrow it down to like one or two things that I'm excited yeah. about, uh, which is yeah. which is awesome. Um, I think... You're probably most excited about that new logo. Hey, I am excited <laughs> about that new logo. Yeah, we have a new kids logo if you haven't noticed. Um, yeah, how about you tell parents... What the new logo is, it's hard to visualize. So go on our website or Look on Sailorville Kids Facebook page. Yeah, I don't think something. I've even heard the the meaning oh, or whatever. You're going to be blown away. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it looks like it kind of splits. So maybe it's like a more. Uh, I'll tell you. Oh, here, okay. comes, here it comes. Get ready. Um, yeah. Drum so go roll. look up our new logo. Um, we have kids as the focus. We redesigned it. Kids, if you look at the logo, it's mostly the, the word kids. Kids is the center of what we do. That is the focus of what our kids ministry Not is. Jesus obviously. Christ? Well, of course, we more have Jesus kids. Christ, but, oh, but it's more, more like kids, oh, okay. more like Jesus. Oh, okay. So kids is what we, that's that's our demographic, right? Uh, and on the left-hand side, we have Sailorville running up the side, and we split the word kids into two. Uh, and there's the split points back to the word Sailorville because we as kids, the kids ministry is a part of Sailorville Church. You mentioned this a little bit earlier. We are an extension of Sailorville Church. We are our own uh, ministry, but we are a part of the body. Uh, and then because we split the word kids, the bottom floor uh, and the top floor. So we have two floors of Sailorville Kids. Oh, see, I the, told you. The it's bottom good. floor, uh, the design for the bottom half is kind of fun. Uh, it's got some like bubbles in there. It's um, That's what we do. We have fun on the bottom floor. Uh, we definitely have, as we get older, um, uh, some, you know, we have Bible stories and we have that kind of thing. But the for the most part, that basement floor is, 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 is mostly fun. Well, it's not exactly main level. Yeah, actually main level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then once we get upstairs to the second floor, we would like to get we would like to have those kids their faith become a little bit more three D. So if you look at that top half of the logo, it's a little bit more two three dimensional. And so we want the kids to grow in their faith. We want them to grow uh, spiritually and get a little deeper in their faith with Jesus. So um, that's kind of the explanation of the logo. Whoa! But, it's so so I'm, cool. Way yeah, deeper is. than anything anyone ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> than the Sailorville students logo, right? <laughs> hey, it's simple. I like it. But uh, no, I'm excited about that logo. Um, it's uh, I'm excited to re- kind of rebrand and put that all over the place. But I am super excited about our coordinators this year. Um, and they, I'm just, re- yeah, I'm just really excited about them. Um, this is my second year in ministry and um, they are a huge part because there's so many kids on a Sunday morning. I can't connect with them all. They are vital. So it's, it's so cool for me to be able to pour into the for the coordinators and the coordinators be able to pour into the kids. And it's not like I'm not either, but um, our group of coordinators is going to be awesome this year. Uh, They're energetic. Um, They are great leaders. The kids love them. They look up to them. Um, So I think I'm super excited about one, the new logo and uh, our coordinators who will be able to, to, um, you know, touch, touch more kids' lives. So that's awesome. Uh, so we're gonna. The next question is: How are you, we, preparing students for the next phase of life? Let's go youngest to oldest. How is Caleb in kids ministry preparing kids for the next phase, which is middle school? Sure. Um, yeah. As we go through, and I'll kind of specifically stick to 
K through fifth here. Um, Our kindergarten through fifth grade, we go through our curriculum uh, gospel project, which covers the Bible, um, and it goes chronologically through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. Um, And it takes about two-ish years to get through the entire curriculum. So hopefully by the time, if your kid is attending from kindergarten to fifth grade, they would have at least gone through the Bible twice. Um, And we want to prepare our kids for middle school um, by having them memorize verses the entire time they're in Sailable Kids, by walking through the Bible with them. Uh, And one specific event that I'll highlight is our fifth grade Bible study that we do. It is only for fifth graders. It is the summer between their fifth grade and their sixth grade year, so entering middle school. Um, And it's the last thing that I get to do with the kids uh, before they are off and we send them off to Jared and Andrew. So um, it's a cool opportunity for me to be able to sit down with them and for them to learn how to study their Bible. So hopefully by the end of our fifth grade Bible study, uh, they are reading the Bible on their own. Um, once they hit middle school, uh, their faith becomes a little bit mother, a little bit more of their own, and they need to be taking that initiative. They're no longer, you know, these young elementary kids who need as much guidance. Um, they still need guidance, obviously. You guys will attest to that. But, so much uh, guidance. But uh, <laughs> hopefully they're a little more independent, and we can yeah. start encouraging them to, you know, and, and again, that's why we. it's so important to partner with parents. If they're seeing that at home, it's easier for them to get that. But... Yeah. Uh, they need to be reading their Bible on their own. And we really push that. We really encourage that. We really dig into the Bible, break it down. And so um, that that's one way uh, that we try to prepare them is, is memoriza- memorization, scripture memorization through C-level kids, um, and then encouraging them to get into the Bible on their own uh, and then launch them into, into middle school. Yeah, I love it. Okay. And then in middle school, Jared, how are we preparing them for high school? Well, so Lord willing, they are getting into God's word on their own, but... Um, the, the reality is we know that not everyone is. And so we just do our best to continue to reinforce that. And so while in elementary school, it is often where they're just, um, and even in middle school so, to some degree, they're just at church because parents, um, that's what they've always done and their parents bring them. In middle school, they begin to start thinking on their own. They're asking really good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we want to be there to answer those questions as best as we can and, and from God's word. And we want to not only just give them the answers, but also um, help them find the answers for themselves. Um, and so that is when we believe in, in middle school and even on into high school and, and college, you could argue, they're actually asking questions and, and seeking answers to spiritual questions. And that's why it's vital that they're actually spending time in God's Word. And so um, it is not uncommon for even on a weekly basis for a youth leader to be checking in with students and saying, hey, what did you learn in God's Word this week? Um, what is God teaching you? Um, how did the message on Sunday or on Wednesday night impact you? Um, how can we pray for you? And so we we begin that process of of getting up to adulthood, to and, and really to high school, but then on to adulthood um, by having um, middle school community groups. And I may be like, oh my goodness, can you actually have good conversations with sixth graders? Um, answer sometimes. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> But the goal is not to have the best deep spiritual conversation every single week because we understand they're in sixth grade um, and and we're preparing them for seventh grade and eighth grade and then on into high school and then 
we we want them to be um, godly adults that are growing and are in community. And so we just begin that process in middle school of getting into community groups, hearing a message from God's word, and it, it begins to look um, more like even a, a Sunday morning would look like where we have worship time and, and teaching time, and then we do community groups and unfold all that. But we also um, understand that they're in middle school and they still want to have fun like the kids, and therefore um, we do try to make this a fun and inviting environment for middle school students, and therefore we, we often have games um, for them as well. Yeah. High school. High school, I mean, it's going to look very similar to everything Jared just said. I could repeat a, many, a lot of things that he said, but I yep. won't. I, I would just say that we're trying to have students um, take whatever the next step is for them in their faith, mm-hmm. and we're trying to help them to make their faith their own. Yep. And that was a big deal for me as a freshman. I remember being a freshman in high school, and there was this moment in my life where I was sitting in Bible class, and uh, my teacher was talking about how, you know, you can't skate into heaven on the coattails of your parents or your pastor or anything else. And um, I there was this kind of definitive moment. I almost remember, like, sitting in my seat and having this conversation with myself in my head, like, if my parents suddenly decided to do away with Jesus, would I do the same thing or would I still follow him? And if my friends weren't pursuing this anymore, like, do I really believe this? And if I really believe this, then am I living like I really believe it? Mm. And that was challenging because, um, there were a lot of ways in which I wasn't. And, uh, but I, I want high schoolers. I think everybody has to have that conversation with themselves at Mm -hmm. some point, especially when you, if we got a lot of Christian school or, uh, homeschool or kids that grew up in a Christian home. And especially when you grow up in a Christian home, it can feel like, well, this is all I've ever known. This is like what we've done since the womb. So uh, this is just my life. And you need to have some sort of moment where you're saying, this is really what I believe. This is really who I want to follow. Jesus is like my Lord and I'm, I'm pursuing him. And so... Um, Maybe that's at the moment of salvation. You know, hopefully it is. You know, he he needs to be our Lord for us to truly have a relationship with him. But I think there's maybe a lot of kids who accepted Christ at a young age. And then as they get older, there's sort of like a light bulb moment like, hey, this is this has to be for me. Yeah. And so I, we're doing that with high school as much as we can. Uh, you mentioned the ways that middle school starts to look a little bit like normal church with community groups and teaching times and things that look similar to, say, a Sunday morning or a weekly schedule for our adults. And that would be even more true in high school. And then the only other thing I'll say is we have a high school leadership team which uh, the idea is that it's sort of a next step for people who are looking for more ways to serve and to be intentionally discipled and to grow in their faith in maybe ways that we wouldn't expect of every single high schooler. And so they're sort of raising their hands saying, I'm interested in serving in a, in a, in a deeper way or a, a more time-consuming way than maybe the average person and youth group would. And I am uh, somebody that wants to be pouring into other people. We want to teach students to be 
contributors and not just consumers yeah. uh, because throughout the whole time even in high school they're really just consuming a lot and people are feeding them this is what you need to grow and all these things once they get to high school there's really a bigger push to say hey what are you actually doing are you pouring into anyone else mm-hmm. are you taking what you've learned and sharing it with a younger student with a middle schooler with a freshman something like that uh, how are you serving in the church? You could be helping out in kids ministry or in some other, you know, with the tech team or something like that. Uh, are you involved in any sort of way or are you just consuming, consuming, mm-hmm. consuming? Mm-hmm. And so that idea of becoming a contributor to the church is a big deal when yeah. they get to high school. Yeah. That's being yeah. a part of the church, not apart from the church. That's yeah. we're all in this together. And, um, that's that's a big thing from middle school, especially. I feel like if if you think back to your middle school self, um, we're very Oof, parents don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> very very consumer mentality. What's in it for me? And in and we do want to talk, and we do with middle school students. Okay, what? How about serving others? And we begin that process, and then even more in high school, and, and hopefully more in in college, and then even as adults. Man, rather than coming to church. And, and do this as parents, rather than coming to church with a consumer mentality, how can I be a contributor? How can I be a part of the church? How can I serve the church? And how can I demonstrate that for my kids, my students? Um, that's maybe a, a challenge. Yeah. We're going to round things out with our last question today. And it's I'm going to assume that it's something you all have had asked of you or said to you. Um, but sometimes we'll have parents say, my student or my child is having a really hard time connecting with other students or kids, maybe even to the point of they don't really want to go to youth group. They don't want to come to church. That never happens. (laughs) So, so what is, (laughs) what do you say to those several times to those parents? What's the answer there? Well, number one, and we, we do tell students this, um, or we try to on a a fairly regular basis. And this is just a truism you must be a friend in order to have friends. And again, rather than coming with a consumer mentality and showing up and sitting in the corner and saying, wow, woe is me. No one noticed me. Um, unbelievable. I hate this place. Um, I don't want to go back. How about you You come with a contributor mentality and say, hey, um, where? Uh, how about you reach out to people? When, when was the, did you, Hey, Johnny, here's a conversation you as a parent could have with your child. Um, did you reach out to anyone tonight or did you just sit in a corner and mm-hmm. not talk to anyone? Because that happens to be most students that, that say those types of things. They're, they're coming with that consumer mentality. And we get it. That, that's kind of what their mentality is. But it's we natural. Don't, yeah. It's part of growing up and, and learning. And we don't want, but we don't want students to stay there. And the same way we don't want students to be content with um, being either a, not a believer or a mediocre believer. We want them to take the next step. We want them to take the next next step um, interpersonally as well in, in reaching out to people. What was the yeah. line you had, Alyssa? I, I heard it said once, be a there you are person, not a here I am person. Yeah. Someone who comes in and says, well, here I am, who's going to say hello to me. Instead, yep. you be the one to say, oh, there you are That's and good. go greet someone else. Be excited to see them. Yeah. That can be hard as an adult. I have to remind myself of that too. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, easy for me to say, I'm more, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to just about anyone. Um, meanwhile, Alyssa and other people with different personalities, the little quieter, um, that takes work to show yeah. up in a room and actually to reach out to anyone. So Caleb or Andrew? 
it's cha- I mean, this is a challenging question, and it varies uh, for every kid. You've got different personalities. You've got different people. And, I mean, let's be honest, not every single person, no matter what, is going to love our youth group. Um, that's hard to admit to myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, we're trying to create something that we believe is a really awesome place that's full of people that love you and care for you. And we're learning God's word and we're getting connected in small groups and we're doing everything we can to, to make it a place that students love to be, you right. know, an oasis in the middle of a week where maybe they don't have a lot. And so we want to do everything we can to make youth group a place where your student feels connected and loved and like they're learning and growing and all right. of that. Um, but at the end of the day, there there may be some people that say this just isn't working great for whatever reason. And I mean, when you get to that point, I think what you said about, you know, be, uh, be a contributor um, enter the situation figuring out how you can be a part of making it better rather than saying well nobody's reaching out to me and meeting me for my needs or whatever that's going to be big and I know that's a lot to ask of a high school student or a middle school student especially but uh, we want to do that we're trying to break down those barriers any way we can Uh, we've got youth leaders that are reaching out to anyone and everyone and trying to make people feel loved and known and cherished and all of that. And we do like, I mean, I already gave a shout out to the students that we have. I think our youth group is full of people that love Jesus and they love others well too. And, uh, you gotta be willing to put yourself out there. So the biggest thing, if you're not connecting, make sure you're showing up. Yep. Um, it's, undoubtedly the vast majority of people that I hear saying I'm not connecting are people that are only there like every other week or less. And it's like, how do you expect to have deep, flourishing, intimate relationships with people that you see twice a month? Yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen. For, and for so, a couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> for a couple hours or something. So show up, be yeah. there. Uh, the biggest time of connection with people is probably in our small groups. So get to know your leader, ask them questions, get to know people in your group. Invite people over to your house mm. outside of Wednesday night. Yeah, hang out with people <laughs> outside of Wednesday nights. Where I, it can be hard to connect with people in the hustle and bustle of like, okay, we've got our worship time and there's sort of this service and then you're sitting and you're listening to a message. So you're not connecting with people that entire time. And the game or gym time can be really intimidating, especially if you're more introverted. Like you're not going to just jump in there and get in and, you know, build close relationships with people while you're getting pelted in the face with a dodgeball or something. So <laughs> you're just speaking for personal experience. Small, <laughs> small groups are really that time. But, you know, in the in the open gym sort of game time, we, we can't uh, just have, don't just sit off on the side and not talk to anybody. Initiate a conversation, get something going and, and pray. Ask that God would help you mm-hmm. to find a genuine connection. I think that um, when we ask God for a friend, a lot of times he gives us one. Yeah. yeah. 
That's good. You got anything to add, Caleb? I don't need to add much. Uh, you guys covered a lot of it. Um, and kids, maybe they have less of an option to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like <laughs> you're being dropped off, but um, <laughs> it's not always a, a personal choice. But yeah, keep coming. There's very few kids that I see who struggle early to connect who don't event, like eventually connect with someone. Sure. Yeah. Um, and we always say that if the kids aren't having fun or they're not paying attention during our lesson, it's our fault as teachers. So we need to do a better job if that's ever the case. Um, it's our job to entertain them, make sure they're having fun, uh, but also uh, preach the gospel at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'll just wrap it up with that. We'll keep it short and sweet. Yeah, that's great. And normally we end with a question on resources. I'm not going to ask that today because I know that we all... Um, have a plethora of resources and hopefully you as parents recognize that we want to be a resource to you and so if there's something you are looking for a book on a certain subject or you want help or you just need some direction just come talk to us we would love to talk to you and point to you to a resource specifically for your situation and your family we want to know you we want to know what's going on in your life and how we can best help you with that so feel free to ask us that question anytime Um, so with that thank you Jared, Andrew, Caleb for being on the podcast today thank you parents for listening we had a great conversation we'll be back next month with another great conversation I can't remember if we (laughs) have for sure decided on guests we have a handful of guests that we are looking forward to coming on in the near future so hopefully you'll join us for that again soon (laughs) I'm so pumped for it oh gonna be so good it (laughs) always is we love you parents (laughs) we're grateful for you and the investment that you make you are vital to a kid's um, spiritual growth and so uh, we know it it can be hard and Alyssa and I are even experiencing that as parents ourselves but we love you we're for you we want to partner with you we're Um, on your team we're cheering you on absolutely yep yeah thanks for listening